0: Football fans, welcome back to the Fourth and a Mile Podcast alongside my good friends Brady Bradley and Jeremy. My name is Josh, and we appreciate you all tuning in. Uh, so, guys, how was your weekend? I'm going to get us started,
1: guys. We're not talking about the weekends. Uh, <laughs> last week, we were on our podcast and we were doing our starts of the week, and our good friend Josh Montbrian had Dalton Schultz. The game was being played at the time, and he said he needed one more catch to, to be a tight end one. I wake up the next morning looking at the tight end rankings because we had a mile bet on Dalton Schultz being a tight end one. He finished as the tight end 24. Or I didn't give <laughs> myself really? a W. W. I didn't that's give a, myself the W. That's a fat L. And not only are us I three, took it as a fat L. Not only are us three, but all of our listeners wondering, when is this mile happening and when are we getting our videos? That is the question to start the episode.
2: Absolutely. I would love to hear it.
0: I can, you know what? Honestly, do you like what? Before you
3: answer that, before you answer that pre show, Josh was like, man, I haven't worked out in a long time. I need to get a good sweat on. I got an idea for you. (laughs) (laughs)
0: That's actually super hard to argue. Uh, Yeah, you know, I I actually can get it in tomorrow. Okay, so if
1: it doesn't happen before the next podcast, it's two miles. Got some interest on the bet. Wow. Yep. Okay. There we go. We got the deal there. Are we ready to go to our one thing notable now? Or do we get that off the air? <laughs> All right. One thing notable is let's get them. All right. I'll get us started. Uh, for me, my one thing notable is the change in quarterbacks. So uh, I feel like nowadays you can't be a quarterback. If you're coming into the draft, you can't be a quarterback that sits in the pocket unless you're going to an absolute perfect scheme fit. We we're recording on Monday night, and the game last night was proof of what what we're going to be seeing for quarterbacks to come. Kyler Murray and Russell Wilson put on an absolute show. Now, Russell Wilson didn't have his best game, but still an unbelievable game between two quarterbacks who can get outside the pocket. They're not the biggest guys. Super accurate. Uh, I already said they're mobile. I, I just think this is the new wave of quarterbacks. You're going to see this uh, for years to come, and we're actually going to see that in – Um, A lot of the quarterbacks coming up, we talk about some of the guys like Justin Fields and Trey Lance. Trevor Lawrence has low key speed. So I think we're going to see that in a lot of quarterbacks coming forward. What are your guys' thoughts on the new wave of quarterbacks?
3: I think you made one mistake when you made the comment that uh, unless you have a perfect scheme, you don't have to be mobile. I think you throw that out the window. I think you have to be mobile, even if there's a perfect scheme. Uh, You look at somebody like Joe Burrow, he's not known for his speed, but he can run. Trevor Lawrence, the same way. You just don't see a quarterback that is not athletic anymore that will just sit in the pocket like a Peyton Manning-esque or a Tom Brady-esque, mm-hmm. Drew Brees. It's just it, it's not happening anymore. And it's it's a different wave of quarterbacks.
0: Kind of building off of what Bradley said, I just think the floor of expected athleticism is just so much higher for the quarterback position. So like totally you agree. said, like Burrow is not known as a scrambler or as a guy who can rush for 50 yards a game consistently. But he is, he's athletic. He's a guy that can be able to maneuver and get out of the pocket and make a throw on the run. Um, and then guys, like you said, Peyton Manning, are just, they're dinosaurs now. They're just, they can't do it. Um, even guys that you think are like not quick, like Daniel Jones, he clocked in at like 21 miles an hour not on that. Not quick. He's so fast. Yeah. He's not, he's not like, he ran out of his body. He's not right, shifty, right? But straight. Just,
1: <laughs> I might lose a dynasty league because he tripped at the 12 yard line and then the <laughs> oh, film at the end of the game. Okay. I mean, last uh, thing.
0: Did you see, ahead. did you see that gif or video of Kyler Murray's face when he saw Deandre Hopkins had one-on-one coverage on the yeah, outside? That was sweet. He was just grinning from ear to ear thinking, Oh, my boy's going to catch this ball. And
1: Hopkins right Hopkins tweeted. And he goes some about like, when you see one-on-one, you have to smile something like that. Just all time savage. Move. Yeah, but Bradley, what, what is your one thing <laughs> notable today?
3: My one thing notable is titled the NFC least. Um, The Eagles leading the NFC East uh, at a two, four, and one, uh, followed by the Washington football team at two and five, Dallas at two and five, and the Giants at one and six. So what I want you guys to do is I want you guys to rank these teams in order of, let's say, I, I want to say best team or most likely to make the playoffs. If that, if that's the same, would you, would you mean? Like resting rest of season rankings? Who's who's yeah, ranked that division. If, if week 17, we're just about to end tomorrow, rank those for me.
1: Philly's first for me, Washington, second, New York, third, Dallas,
2: last. That's exactly how I would go. So Josh, I have, Oh, go ahead, Josh.
0: That's tough to argue just with the Cowboys situation at quarterback. And I trust Wentz. I, his ability is great. And, Washington and New York is kind of where it comes to a standstill. I don't know who I'd rather have two there. I might lean New York there.
3: I have Washington number one, and then I have Philadelphia two, the Giants three and Dallas four. Can you guys imagine the fact that somebody from the NFC West is not going to make the playoffs to one of these bums? <laughs> not necessarily. <laughs> Now they all could, yeah, all
2: four could still make it. I,
3: I see, I mean, I, I see somebody like Tampa Bay and New Orleans getting in or Chicago and Green Bay right. getting in. it will be the yeah, first time in history,
0: obviously, that four yeah. teams in one division make the playoffs, right?
1: But you're going to have a really good team not make the playoffs. Right. The 49ers
3: <laughs> are last in that division right now. <laughs> They're four and three.
2: <laughs> yeah, it, it's it's crazy. Jeremy, what's
1: your
3: yeah. uh, one thing notable?
2: Uh, <clears throat> my one thing notable, I was really set on it. And I'm just going to add a quick tidbit because I, Just want to make sure, just in case Josh didn't have it, but first off, DK Metcalf is not a human. Uh, The dude is like a superhuman, superhero, like unbelievable, unbelievable talent and athlete. Um, My my main one thing notable was if you started Jarek McKinnon this week, there's a really good chance that you got burned like it and it was completely unpredictable like and you can't even you can't even really you can be mad and disappointed about it but it's you can't even blame yourself because the process was there the last time he was the starter he got the lion's share was really effective uh and he just was was rested and apparently according to Shanahan that was the plan well fantasy managers didn't know that
1: I uh I started him in an eight team league Eight teams and I started Jarek McKinnon and he got me negative point one points. Yeah, that's you, you Honestly, you hate to see that. It's you, it's,
3: you a, it's
0: a tough look. Go ahead, Josh. Oh, honestly, to the, but
3: like honestly though, one really quick thing is you, you just can't predict that, Like Jeremy said, like all the the chips line up and sometimes the coach the coach just says, it yeah, happens. no, yeah, this is not a fantasy world. This is what we're going to do. And Jeff Wilson, you go off. <laughs>
1: Hold on, before before you, Josh, you do yours. The, speaking of like non fantasy, I saw a tweet today. Uh, so Kenyon mm-hmm. Drake got hurt last night, and somebody was just like, like you saw that he was like in tears and he really beat up, and, and he's gonna be out for three weeks. And people are like, oh, why are like why are you freaking out about that? Somebody tweeted and goes, you got to stop thinking about this in fantasy. This guy's in a one year contract that. This was a prove it deal. Like he had a really good week the week before. I mean, he I mean he was running okay last night. So like I mean, you thought maybe he could get it going and maybe get a second contract with Arizona. So you just gotta think it outside of fantasy some sometimes too, because he's gonna lose a lot of money from that. He's gonna get paid a backup running back salary next year if he doesn't come back or even if Chase Edmonds takes the starting job from him.
2: As much as I say, DK is not human. He is human, and they are all human. They all have feelings. It's real life. It's their job. Um, yeah, I think sometimes we get caught up in the the fantasy world.
0: And as a, that's a horrible precursor for my. There <laughs> <laughs> goes Josh. Uh, my one thing notable is that it's Chase Headman season. <laughs> so oh gosh. Um, <laughs> that, right on cue, Josh. Um, that it stunk because obviously we've been, you know. Huge advocates for Kenyan Drake, or at least who, I. Yeah, I was
2: gonna say who was.
0: Okay, guys.
1: Guys. So the one, the thing to take away from Josh is one thing notable. Get Chase Edmonds and trade him away because he's not gonna be good. That is what you can say <laughs> from Josh is one thing notable. He was on the Kenyan Drake bandwagon and it didn't work out,
0: and so he's
1: on the Chase Edmonds bandwagon. Sell Look him out. now. Sell Look him. Look out.
0: I'll be buying him. Hey, if you want to sell him, I'll be buying. Chase Edmonds is been super active in the past game and he's been really efficient on the on the running game so i I am all about it
3: not that you wouldn't want it but i would buy a lot of shares at deandre hopkins because you saw in week one he had what 14 catches on a lot of screens if they can't manufacture a run game that's how they're going to get their run game it's just quick passes to DeAndre hopkins and christian kirk so obviously it means nothing because no one's going to trade deandre hopkins for a bag of potatoes but and a dfs lineup like he's going to be worth the big bucks
1: Yep, most definitely. Are we ready to get into some week week seven recap and some week eight preview. Let's do it. Yes. All righty. So we're gonna do our same uh, week seven recap as what we did uh, last week, going over some players and then describing them. Then we're gonna get into some week eight preview, do our starts of the week, some waiver wire targets, and then our ones gotta go. And I'm really interested to see what you guys say for our ones gotta go. So um, stick around for that. So our week seven recap. Let's get into some of the players. We're gonna start with some quarterbacks. Uh, so like like we did last week give a word or a phrase to describe how they did in that week. So we're not talking about the whole season. We're talking about in that week to basically summarize this week. So the first player we're going to talk about quarterback for the Arizona Cardinals, Kyler Murray, Bradley, go ahead and give us your word or phrase.
3: My word is electric. He's, he's, he's fun to watch. He's hard to tackle. Uh, He's efficient when he runs. So I would say electric, is how I would describe Kyler Murray.
0: Josh, go ahead. He's just fun. He's just so much fun to watch. He's so, Ah, uh, like you said, electric Bradley, and uh, how he maneuvers in the pocket, and really accurate with the football. Uh, he's just fun to watch.
2: Jeremy, uh, uh, QB one is what I wrote down. Wow, whose prediction was that? Uh, that was yours. I had him as QB two. Hey. I had him as QB two, so we were both okay. okay. So, so I had Dak. <laughs> <laughs> is not he, <laughs> he like still the passing leader or at least like really close? He's close.
3: He's close. He was on pace for like 6,000 passing. That's runs. insane. He's still
1: QB seven two right now. That's yeah, it, absolutely, absolutely insane. So sad. Uh, so my word for Kyler Murray, and I kind of like this one is untouchable both in the fantasy world. You're not trading him, but even in the real fantasy football no. or not, not in real fantasy football in real football, you don't, he doesn't take hits. He just you can't touch him. It's it's so incredible to watch how he takes care of his body and doesn't get hit. Uh, Super fun to watch.
2: Hey, hold on. Josh is uh, Jonathan Taylor in a super flex league still greater than Kyler Murray. I just wanted to ask because I think I have that in my texts from about two weeks ago.
0: That was like from three or four weeks ago, but that's fine.
2: (laughs) Not even in week one was that true. But anyways, let's move
1: on to our second quarterback. It's Justin Herbert. We're going to start with you, Josh. Uh, What do you think of Justin Herbert?
0: Phenomenal. He's just a phenomenal quarterback. Do you think that a guy that is a rookie is not going to show out in his rookie or as a quarterback? Typically, they have a little bit of a grace period in their first year in the league. They're not going to show their true potential. But dude is having unprecedented success as a rookie in the quarterback position. So really, really phenomenal. Bradley, go ahead.
1: I wrote down surprise of the year. Yeah, I would agree with that. Jeremy?
2: Uh mine was where did he go to college? Because that is not the Herbert I saw at Oregon. (laughs) Yeah. And that's
1: why that that ties into
3: surprise of the year. Like we all had him as QB three in this class at Mm -hmm. best. Like that's just what we had him. We all said don't pick him at six. He he looks
2: like he should have went number two overall. I'm pretty sure I had him at QB four.
0: Yeah, I I might have as well. I know we were not high on him as a pod at all. I remember that distinctly.
1: So I'm going to wrap it up with Justin Herbert. My word is fortunate. We don't know if he'd be playing right now if it wasn't for Tyrod being hurt. Absolutely. Like that's, is that not the craziest thing ever? Because he is right now in the running. I think for sure there's three guys in the running for rookie of the year. It's Joe Burrow, Justin Herbert. And I would put Justin Jefferson in that conversation. I think that's fair to put him in there. He was top five in receiving. But anyways, (laughs) the two front runners are the quarterbacks. And we wouldn't know if he's not, if, if Tyrod didn't get hurt, we don't know if he would be playing right now.
3: It's just, I, would throw, I would throw Clyde Edwards a layer into the rookie year conversation as well.
1: That's fair. There's Yeah, I guess so. Uh, another quarterback, interesting, probably for the wrong reasons, is Patrick Mahomes. Jeremy, I'm going to start with you. What's your word to describe Patrick Mahomes?
2: So I, I was torn with this. I wrote by low, um, but I, I think it's a case-by-case case basis because if you you're not going to give up nearly what you would um, you know, originally at the beginning of the year. So if there's, if you can find somebody that wants to just give them away by low, if it's, but, um, my other word was human. It shows in fantasy, he's human. So don't try to go and sell the sink
0: for him. Josh. My phrase is late round. He is the pinnacle of a reason why you typically do not invest highly in a quarterback in, uh typical like 12 team drafts because in the two just for example of like a justin herbert he wasn't even drafted and he's giving you top tier production right now so being able to get a running back or receiver earlier in the drafts is um more important than getting a guy who you think is a guaranteed lock at quarterback uh in pat mahomes bradley
3: i, I wrote down winner because yeah he might not be having the greatest fame this year but your team only has one loss
2: and they're winning games yeah. Don't hear what I'm not saying. The, the dude is still like the best quarterback in the league. Sorry. <laughs> totally. Yeah.
1: I was just, just going to say not needed because they're just that good everywhere else. He's not needed to be what Russell Wilson has needed to be for Seattle. He, he doesn't need to be that. I mean, they, I mean, did you guys see Le'Veon Bell's first rush for the Chiefs? It's like, Oh, my gosh. Like, this could this could be dangerous because Clyde's been good, too. They just have so many weapons there. And their defense yeah. is
2: good. Like, their defense yeah. is talented.
1: Yep. Uh, the last quarterback that we're going to talk about is Josh Allen. I'm going to start with – we're going right to Josh. What's your word for Josh Allen?
2: Idol. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Dependent – like Josh Brown, he needs to have his weapons be healthy. And Josh Brown? John, John Brown. Brown. Yikes. <laughs> Yikes. The John... kicker
1: Josh Brown. <laughs> God,
0: you hate to see that. He needs to have his weapons healthy. Diggs is kind of giving you what you typically would see in Minnesota, where if he's not getting the ball, he's gonna be a little bit more complacent, a little bit, you know, not as much of a positive impact on the team. So hopefully Josh Allen can be able to push through that and be able to continue to be a good He's just got to continue rushing the ball too. That's the cheat code for fantasy quarterbacks.
3: Yeah, I wrote down must start. And for the reason you just alluded to in the last uh, last point, uh, he had 11 carries last week. I know he only had, what, 17 fantasy points, but he had 11 carries and that translated in touchdowns. So I would say must start must start for Josh Allen.
2: Jeremy? Yeah, I put safe floor. I mean, and for the exact thing that, that uh, Bradley said, like he's a must start because of that floor and that rushing ability.
1: I put meh for for josh All allen right. i could you could hold on could you spell that for us please M-E-H-H-H-H-H-H-H. how many okay. ages uh four because okay. <laughs> i i the deep balls concern me when you look at the first what was it three four weeks when they were blowing teams out like really well offensively he was hitting his deep balls and now um, is it because it's getting cold? Uh, I, I don't know why. Like a game against the Jets, you got to be a top five quarterback. That's what that's my opinion. And he, he wasn't. So I mean, they barely put points up against the Jets. So well, I why, think you're
3: underestimating how good the Jets' defense is. Oh gosh, and their kicker, or uh, the, the, the Bills' kicker.
2: <laughs> yeah, seriously,
3: and
1: and the Jets' coach, he's really good too. Uh, oh
2: the, man, let's, hey, let's we had, to, had to talk we about had Adam to Gaze. talk about Adam. We talk about Adam too. Gaze. I think we're like fired. We hit the quota,
0: boys. We hit the quota. <laughs> Every I was honestly,
3: week. I was honestly prepared to talk about Adam Gase if the Jets were going to win because they were winning in the first half. I'm like, wow, Adam Gase got rid of calling plays and they won a game. But then they decided and to wait. Jets back just up. got a
1: Jets. Yeah. <laughs> okay, the running backs. We're going on to running backs. Let's move this a little bit faster than we did for the uh, quarterbacks. Uh, Jeff Wilson, Bradley, one hit wonder.
2: Jeremy. My name Jeff. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly,
1: that's what I think about every single time. <laughs>
2: I could not do it. I could. <laughs> Josh.
0: Opportunity.
1: Yeah, and mine was bench slash drop. I mean, with the he's hurt too, isn't he now? Yep. Uh, I mean, I don't think you're going to play him. Ne- it- Jarek McKinnon's going to play
0: next week. Nobody's going to play him, but he's going to play next week. So. Tevin Coleman's coming back soon, too. Oh,
1: yeah, he is coming back. I forgot about that. Uh, the next running back, and I, we might have an extensive conversation about this one. It's it's James Robinson. Uh, Jeremy, I'm going to start with you.
2: Yeah, I think I wrote down must start. Um, I actually traded him away in a league, um, but he looked really good yesterday. I was a little nervous about um, the other running back coming off uh, the IR. I thought maybe he'd get some work. He didn't get any work. Um, James Robinson is the guy to own there for sure. He has been all year, um, and he's been you know pretty solid. Yeah. I wrote down lock. uh, So for similar reasons, what you
3: said, and I also traded him away a league as well. I thought I could sell high on him uh, and I got John Smith in it. It honestly hasn't worked out very well for me, Uh, but yeah, no, he's a lock.
0: Josh league winner. Anytime you can get a top 12 quarterback or top 12 running back, basically off the waiver wire, that's going to be an absolute game changer for you. James
2: Robinson plays quarterback. Terry McLaurin plays running back.
0: (laughs) You know what a world. He <clears throat> catches a lot of balls. He's really dynamic and be able to do a whole lot.
1: <laughs> to get back on, so James Robinson, you guys know right now, is the RB three and point five fantasy in .5 PPR fantasy leagues. He's really good, and he gets a lot of opportunities. I, yeah, my description of him was just diamond in the rough. Both, I mean, he's a rookie this year. They, they, I mean, they got was he was he undrafted? I don't know if he was undrafted. And, I, I don't remember.
0: I, the don't remember State. I don't I remember.
2: And I was going to say he could, I mean, if he continues to do what he's doing, he could potentially be in the conversation for rookie of the year, but I mean, he won't beat out one of those quarterbacks, but
1: yeah. Right. Yeah, for sure. Um, Well, Josh is looking that up. Let's talk about a different running back. He was undrafted. Okay. Uh, The next running back we're talking about is Le'Veon Bell. Bradley, I'm going to start with you.
3: Uh, I put rejuvenated. Uh, He looked like a different back. He's in a good system now. He averaged 6.5 yards per carry. He just looked rejuvenated.
0: Josh, clean slate, great offense, be able to be great at the minimal things that he'll be asked to do there with Clyde there as well. So clean slate, Jeremy,
2: not done yet. He's still got some juice for sure. Mine was, uh, hold on, Brady, Brady. I think we, we ain't done yet. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Marcus, Marcus Peter, Peace. shout out. <laughs> mine was uh, uh, one more week. I need to see one more week to see if he progresses and gets a little bit more workload than what he did. He did touch the ball in the fourth quarter late. I I don't remember. There was some stat that I saw that Clyde took a majority or the bulk of the carries in the fourth quarter or something like that. So I need to see one more week to see if he can can get more acclimated to um, that offense. But I I definitely like what's going on. Um, And then Zeke Elliott's another running back we're going to talk about. Josh, what do you think about Zeke?
0: tough you don't really know what to think because he had his starting one of his starting linemen not be their quarterback change that offense is much less dynamic now than it was you know a few weeks ago so you don't really know if you're going to sell low on him or just get as much value can, in while you can so it's a tough situation to decipher
1: I put Rather, yikes
0: double yikes <laughs>
2: Yeah, I for what uh, Josh said, I had disappointing because you're not going to trade him for the value you drafted him for. And if he's on your team, he's not producing what you thought he was going to, but you have to keep starting him because he's he's Zeke.
1: Yeah, mine was panic. I mean, I think right now he's still a top 10 running back, but the last two weeks he's averaged like 11 points a game. So it's just like you're in trouble because Dak's not there. So he's the center of attention. Uh, Let's move on to some wide receivers. We'll go through these quick again. Uh, The first one's Tyler Lockett. Jeremy, I'll start with you.
2: I I put underrated. It might not make sense like to everyone because I feel like everyone knows like he has how consistent he's been. But I have continued to tout Tyler Lockett like year in and year out. And I just haven't bought in. I mean, the dude has to be one of the most efficient wide receivers I've I've ever seen with Russell.
3: Yeah, they have a clear connection. My uh, my phrase was toe Drake's way because he makes some of the most incredible yeah, catches. That
0: was insane. Yeah, I just put bomb because the dude absolutely blew up you know, last night. He was so good. The one-handed catch he had deep, and he just has such great hands and is so fast. Okay, I don't want this to sound like I'm
1: absolutely hating on Tyler Lockett, oh, but boy. my word to describe him was wide receiver two. He is wide receiver two. Because Patrick Peterson was following DK Metcalf all mm-hmm. over the place. And I think that's part of the reason why Tyler Lockett got. The numbers that he did, he was facing against uh the guy from Kirkpatrick. Mm-hmm. I mean, he was just absolutely torching these guys. Granted, mm-hmm. the long bomb touchdown that he caught was on Peterson, but a majority of the time, Patrick Peterson was shading DK Metcalf. So that's that's it's not a knock on Tyler Lockett, it's just that's I mean, no, that's, it's true, that's, it's that's definitely true. Is Um, let's move on to Devontae Adams, Jeremy. The floor is yours for Devontae Adams, two words or less.
2: <laughs> <laughs> the man. That's all I can say. I absolutely love watching him play. Um, the, I mean, the dude's route running ability is incredible. If you don't have, you know, a double team on him and you just go man to man, it's going to be a catch. It's my, it's my word moves.
3: was uh target share. Oh yeah. That I was mean, mine
1: as well too. Maybe he said 16 and 17 for two of the three games and the other one was like 13 or something <laughs> like that. And then the other one, he played half the game. So it was just like, Oh, you can't knock that
0: Josh. What's yours. He just got half the pie, so I just said selfish, just because he's getting all the targets. Outs,
2: outside of Devonta Adams, I believe the stat was uh, there were two other catches by a wide receiver, and it was both Malik Taylor and his for six yards. Oh my gosh! <laughs>
1: let's let's move on to uh, DK Metcalf. Bradley, go ahead. Uh, I put Usain Bolt. This hey,
3: we need honest. to give Bradley I, honest, it honestly it's what it looked like uh one of my favorite receivers I've have, have came out on the show and said that and it <laughs> I've watched that video of him running down Buddha Baker at least 20 times. And every around. one of the times and I'm like oh my lord it's just like <laughs> he literally is like oh gosh here I
1: go turbos boom, I got the game him. doesn't go to overtime right if he doesn't make that tackle no and got
2: that's what and that's why I put effort Because I mean that was just selfless. Like he's not scoring. Like your star
0: receiver makes that play. Like what a great message that sends to the entire team. Like hey, I am willing to run a hundred meters or hundred yards to get this tackle for the team. I can be able to do that for us.
1: Mine was mine was changed. I the I think it was two or three weeks ago. He caught it. Should have had a touchdown. Slowed up and fumbled it out the back of the end zone. Mm -hmm. This time he was in the end zone caught a star safety 90 yards down the field. So it was, it was so sweet. Uh, let's move on to another wide receiver. This is our last wide receiver, Mike Evans. Jeremy, this, this used to be your boy. It really isn't anymore, but I'll
2: start with you. I know I was a huge Mike Evans truther. I, I think this talent's still there. I think it's close to, we we talked about it a little bit in the off season, you know, that deep ball connection with, with uh, Brady likes to throw closer to the line. So I, I just put touchdown dependent similar to, you know, Mark Andrews. We talked about last week. He just is. I mean, he's not going to produce a bunch of yards for you if he gets in the end zone a couple of times. You'll be happy, but other than that, you won't be.
3: Josh, put difficult. Okay, go ahead,
0: Josh. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Bradley. Josh, go ahead. <laughs> I put predictable because we we in <clears throat> in general we did see this coming. What Jeremy was saying that he throws a lot closer to the line of scrimmage than. Um, Evans would probably like because he's more of a deep threat. So him not being the Mike Evans of old was predictable.
3: I put difficult to figure out and I think adding Antonio Brown to that mix just doesn't help doesn't help uh, Chris Godwin's uh, share like I mean Tom Brady's going to throw the ball to Antonio Brown. So I, I just, that, that wide receiver group is hard to figure out and Gronk's starting to play better.
1: Yeah, mine my word was flex. I think he's a flex play now. I it obviously it depends on what your roster is, but I mean, there's other guys right now that are for sure getting more target share and consistently getting the target share and not Mike Evans. So I, I think he's a flex play just because of those boom games that you've seen. Uh, let's go on to tight ends. We have two tight ends really quick. Uh, the first one's Rob Gronkowski. Bradley, I'm going to start with you because you kind of bashed him on how slow he was. He's looking pretty good. What are you, What's your description on him? Uh, I put
3: Fountain of Youth and then right next to it, I put sell high if I don't see it continuing.
1: Josh, he's back. <laughs> he's not back. Yet.
3: I
0: think the dude's back. He, he looked great. He like the, that kind of that, um that corner, that touchdown in the corner of the end zone that Brady threw to him was just classic Gronk and Brady. It was like just back shoulder Gronk is going to catch the ball. He just dunks it right over the defender. Not anything he could have done about it. Classic Gronk. Jeremy.
2: I put relevant because I think he's going to continue to be like a tight end one. I don't think he's back in the, in the sense of Gronk, but like five catches, 50 yards, a touchdown. Like it's, I think he's finally picking up the offense. No more OJ Howard. I think he settled in.
0: I'm not saying he's going to be back to his, I know, I know. It's just... <laughs> tight end two or tight end one days. I'm not saying that at all. I thought it
1: was funny how Bradley said, I think we ain't done yet. Mine was, I think I got my swagger back. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> the, the, the last tight end is Dalton Schultz. Just so you that. know, that is that definitely
2: video. something Gronk would say too.
0: Oh, yeah, absolutely. A, absolutely. absolutely. Oh,
1: I thought it fit perfect.
0: Oh, that's Absolutely. so. Good. That's
1: so good. I'll start with Dalton Schultz. Let me start. The words that I have is "mile bet." Thank you, Dalton Schultz. I appreciate you. I, I, otherwise, I think he can be bet. He can be cut.
3: I put irrelevant. Drop. Cut.
1: <laughs> well, there you have it, Josh. <laughs> Sorry, Dalton.
2: <laughs>
1: well, on that note, we're going to take a break, and then we'll get into our Week Eight pre- preview. So stick around.
2: Hi, guys, this is Jeremy Becker from the Fourth and a Mile Podcast. Just wanted to thank you guys for tuning in and remind you to follow us on Twitter at Fourth and a Mile Pod. That's Fourth and a Mile Pod. Thanks, guys. And now back to the sports.
1: We are back into the Fourth and a Mile Podcast. We are getting into our week eight preview. We are going to start how we normally do with our starts of the week. Josh wants to go first, so he must have four for four, but we're going to hear how he did in uh, week seven before he gives his week eight
0: starts of the week. Yeah, week seven, I actually did pretty good. Uh, I had Justin Herbert, quarterback um, against Jacksonville. He balled out. Uh, Devin Singletary did not do well against a a New York Jets team. Uh, Terry McLaurin actually did really well against Dallas, and then TJ Hawkinson caught the game-winning touchdown against Atlanta. Uh so gosh, that. I got a
3: qu- I got a question for you. Do you look at like what they're ranked like for the week? Or do you say, like, hey, he scored twelve points? That's good enough for me. I think that's an honest question because we need to set some ground rules when we do this. All right, you what I've been doing when I've been doing is like, all right, I have Matt Ryan, he was quarterback eleven.
0: I'm getting the sense me, that a sense that you're disputing. Point. some of those decisions so absolutely all right no 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 josh
3: for picking tj Hawkinson was that he caught the game-winning touchdown pass that doesn't mean anything for fantasy you're right herbert quarterback one of the
0: week is that good enough for a w yes okay uh let's say (sighs) mclaurin mclaurin is a
3: win i'm just making sure that we're on the same page
0: wide receiver 12 was that a win Yes. yes okay tight end three was that a win yeah, he's, oh, he's okay. making
1: sure that you are actually looking at the fantasy <laughs> numbers, <laughs> yes. and not just oh, I, hope I you have... a touch. Of...
3: Oh, I hope you have that such had a bad week next week. Oh, I hope you have such a bad week next
1: week. Anyways, gosh. before you give yours, I have just yes or no for this question: Are you still playing Devin Singletary on a weekly basis, Bradley? I am not. I wasn't Jeremy. to begin with. I said one word answer, Jeremy. Nope. No. Josh, okay, now give your week A starts of the week. I am not either.
0: So much to the chagrin of Bradley, he's gonna to have to cheer against his boy Teddy if he wants me to do poorly. I have Teddy starting against Atlanta for my quarterback start of the week. I have Jonathan Taylor running back against Detroit. I have Robbie Anderson against Atlanta. So I got the Teddy-Robbie stack. And then I have Gronk against the Giants.
3: I think Josh putting Gronk in there. Awesome.
0: He's riding the coattails. Of the I'm 1,000% oh getting God. on the uh, Josh is crazy. chasing points. Josh is chasing 1,000% I'm chasing those points. Absolutely. That's hilarious. All right, I'll go
3: next. Uh, I had Stafford, who had 18.4 points. QB 15 was not correct. Kareem Hunt had 17.7, which was RB 9, was a hit. Uh, I'm going to let you guys make the call on this one. DeAndre Hopkins had 19.3 points and was wide receiver 8. Is that a hit for DeAndre Hopkins? He's a wide receiver one there. I, Hi, I'll
0: cut it he, to you. Yeah, I totally. I was, He's a wide receiver one. Totally. Okay. Uh
3: I had Evan Ingram as my tight end. He had 7.9 tight end 16. So I went two of four. This week I'm going Derek Carr at Cleveland. I really like that matchup. Cleveland Ooh. is not good against the quarterbacks look
0: good this year i uh, like carter
3: i went delvin cook against the packers i i really like this matchup uh the packers are not great against the run They average and they gave up 31.4 half point ppr points against the running backs um so i think delvin cook's gonna have a big week this week i'm gonna go tyler boyd versus the tennessee titans also a good matchup for me uh and then i'm gonna finish up with john smith against the cincinnati Bengals, who are one of the worst
1: against the tight ends Good work, Bradley. Jeremy, do you want to go or would you like me to go?
2: Um, I can go. Okay. Um, So I did not have a great week last week. I went one for four. Uh, my, I had Matt Ryan. Uh, Bradley had Stafford. I had Ryan in that game. We both thought it was going to be a little bit more of a high-scoring affair. It was not. Um, Ryan finished just outside QB1. Justin Jackson or Joshua Kelly? The answer is neither. But I had, ju- <laughs> I had Justin Jackson, and he was not a hit. Uh, Kenny Galladay did not finish as a wide receiver 12. He finished as uh, or a wide receiver one, uh, in the top 12, he finished as a wide receiver two. So that was not a hit. And then I had Logan Thomas who finished as tight end five and was a hit. So that was that's my, a great
1: hit by the way. That is yeah, a, that is a really good job. Really
2: when he, when he caught the touchdown, I was like, felt like I was already locked in. I'm like, <laughs> well, at least I got one. Um, so my starts of the week this week, I have Joey buckets, AKA Joe Burrow. Uh, dude has been balling on a budget lately. Uh, and they are just here, here, have it here. Just you throw all the balls every, every time, every possession, um, every play. So I'm going to keep rolling with him. Uh, then my running back is Boston Scott against the Cowboys. Um, wasn't, you know, he, he was involved, not super effective all game long this week, but I think against the Cowboys, their rushing defense is absolutely horrendous. I was trying to look up the stats that I saw earlier today. I can't remember them off the top of my head, but they're the worst rush defense in the league, um, giving up a ridiculous amount of rushing yards. So I like Boston Scott. Uh, my wide receiver is Keenan Allen. Dude has been a target machine. Um, Justin Herbert loves him. He's throwing the ball to him constantly. Uh, so I like him against the Broncos. And then my tight end is staying with the Eagles. And Brady mentioned it last week. My boy Richard Rodgers. I am going with Richard Rodgers. Oh my this week goodness! Against the Cowboys, had eight targets. Or, uh, I believe he had eight or some eight yeah, or six, six catches. catches. Yeah, six catches and eighty-five yards. I believe um, that's good enough for a tight end one most weeks. So I'm going to take Richard Rodgers this week against the Cowboys.
1: I like it as well. Uh, so I was three uh, three for four last week. Uh, I'll take it. Uh, Joe Burrow was a hit against Cleveland. He was the QB two, uh, Boston Scott was the RB 11. So he was an RB one Diggs, oh, digs against the jets. That's gotta be a hit. How is that not a hit? <laughs> it just did not show up. The whole bills team did not show up. So that one bugs me. Um, but then Hayden Hurst, my guy, he was a hit. I needed it. Um, so my starts of the week for week eight, uh, quarterback is Ryan Tannehill against Cincinnati. Uh, Running back is Josh Jacobs against Cleveland. I think he's going to have a really bounce back week against the Browns. Uh, Wide receiver, Jay Jettis, Justin Jefferson versus Green Bay, who has a pretty good pass defense. But I think uh, Jair, who I, my personal opinion, talks more, but he's a he's a good player uh we'll be covering Thielen even though Thielen has his way against him but we're gonna we're gonna move on uh and then my tight end start of the week just so everybody knows I'm not biased is Robert Tanyan he did not have a very good week the last two weeks correct me if I'm wrong Jeremy I think uh he probably gets in the end zone this week
3: that I'm gonna throw
1: his
2: <laughs>
3: a, a bonus wide receiver start of the week in Devontae Adams because he will have over 20 catches for like 600 yards
2: I hey. wanted to say Devontae, but if he was like – if you guys probably said, oh, he's got to be at least a wide receiver three. <laughs> I was going to
1: say wide receiver two for it to yeah. be
0: it.
1: <laughs> okay, here's an over-under for you guys. 4.5 for speed out routes for Devontae Adams.
0: Over. Hammering me over. Over. He'll have four uh, each half. Oh, my word. It's going to
1: play so in a that. soft little pillow coverage, and he's going to run out routes, and Rogers is going to throw off his back foot, and he's going to catch eight-yard out routes the whole time. It's just. You know, Cash, let's move on. Let's go to some waiver wire grabs. Uh, so we are going to uh, give two targets that we really love and then one, like, deep target that isn't owned in a lot of leagues. And maybe if you're in a deep league that you you can pick this person up. Um, so who wants to start? I don't know, Josh. Do you just want to keep it going right away so we don't pick yours?
0: <laughs> I can do that. Uh, so you, you guys may have a problem with this first one because he's, he's definitely rostered uh, in some places, but definitely worth checking your waiver wire for Chase Edmonds. Uh, he, you know, with Kenny and Drake being uh, just getting hurt, he's going to have a huge role in that offense. He does have a buy. And so that could be a if you needed like an immediate start, he's not going to be your answer. But for the next, you know, two to three weeks afterward, I think he's going to be a huge uh, asset to your squad. And then I have the Giants running back Wayne Gallman. Um, I thought he actually played really well um, for the limited snaps he had um a lot better than the other running backs in the for the giants and then my one deep target is gerald everett um tight end for the rams uh higby was banged up so he's not going to have as much of a role in that offense now obviously being out so gerald everett tight end for the rams is going to be my deep target and just kind of a home run throw who wants to go next ahead, right, Jeremy. All right. Wow. We're both chivalry is not Minnesota bad. kindness. Wow. Um, <laughs> <Chivalry is not laughs> <bad. laughs> oh gosh. Um, I had,
2: I had two running backs as uh pickups for me. Mine uh, was Carlos Hyde and Jamichael hasty. Um, it looks like Chris Carson is probably going to be out at least maybe a week, I guess. Hey, we thought that last time and Chris Carter, uh, Carlos Hyde ended up being the one that was out. Um, but I think he will be out at least for a game. So Carlos Hyde is definitely um, a good ad and one that you could probably start moving forward at least for a week. And I like Jamichael Hasty just because the running backs there are dropping like flies. Um, you have, we have seen. And who seen... knows
1: if Jarek McKinnon's going to get another week off.
2: <laughs> exactly. And you have seen um, that uh, position be very uh, fantasy productive, as I.e., uh, Jeff Wilson. My name, Jeff. And <laughs> um, my deep pickup uh, was Rashard Higgins. Uh, he isn't owned in just about any league. Um, and I kind of like him, uh, you know, with OBJ out either that kind of pick your poison. If you'd, re- if you like Rashard, go Rashard. If you like Donovan's people, Jones go that route too. I think they're both uh, going okay, to Becker, why don't You just take them all. Yeah. <laughs> <Sorry. laughs>
1: I'll go while Bradley's thinking, because here's what's really funny. So I had Rashard Higgins as a (laughs) non-deep waiver wire target. Jeremy put him as a deep waiver wire target. I I said one in 1% of leagues. That's why I I said. But anyways, so I had Wayne Goleman as a deep one (laughs) and Josh Adam as a regular (laughs) target. So I don't know. We're all over the place. But here's a couple other guys that I'll put out there. Um, Joe Burrow is still owned in under 50% of leagues. He He needs to be rostered. Point blank. A uh, couple other guys, Brandon Ayuk, uh, with Debo Samuel out for a couple weeks, uh, you need to pick him up. And I would look at DJ Dallas. He is a running back for Seattle. That is a deep one. Carlos Hyde got banged up in the game. Travis Homer is also banged up, and Chris Carson is most likely out. So it might be DJ Dallas time there. So if you uh, if you want to late, even in dynasty leagues, he might not be picked up. So think about DJ Dallas
3: that's a good one on dj dallas uh i'll go with tevin coleman uh guy i've been a huge fan of last year uh kind of followed the face of the earth i think most are being banged up and uh jeff wilson being banged up and him coming back a little bit healthy uh he'll get a good work share Uh, i'll go with dallas goddard he's still owned in under 40 percent of leagues i think once he gets healthy uh he's in a tight end one lock um and then I'll stay in Philadelphia with my deep sleeper being Jalen Rager. Uh my wow. source says he's owned in 12% of leagues. Uh this is redraft leagues, obviously. Dynasty leagues, he's being kept because he's a rookie. Uh, but him coming back, uh, you don't really know how he's gonna fit in, but I think
2: it's worth a flyer. Hey, Bradley, quick question for the listeners. Um, uh, yes. I think Goddard comes back, I believe week 10. Uh, would you would you wait? one week in stash, or do you think you, they should stash from right
3: now? I, I, I honestly think it's more beneficial to get him a week before he gets healthy because your price is going to – like, if you do fab, you're going to pay a lot more next week as opposed to you with this week. And I think – I mean, roster spots are hard to come by, but in my opinion, if, if you're rostering somebody else that's worth a lot more than Dallas Goddard, then you probably don't need him a week after.
2: I agree. I like that.
1: Are you guys ready for this one's got to go? Because I'm super excited to have this discussion. It might be our longest one's got to go. It very well could be our shortest. We could all agree on it. So this this is this is awesome. I'm excited. So our one's got to go. We've, if you've been with us since the beginning, we started with draft talk while it's in the offseason because obviously you're not going to talk about fantasy. And we do a lot of draft talk and projections and mock drafts and, and ranking of players. So uh, for this one's got to go, we are talking quarterbacks and we are talking Two second-year quarterbacks, we are talking rookie quarterbacks, and we are talking draft-eligible quarterbacks this week. So we have four quarterbacks. The quarterbacks are Justin Herbert, who is a rookie, Joe Burrow, who is a rookie, Kyler Murray, who is a second-year starter, and guess who? Trevor Lawrence, the star quarterback for the Clemson Tigers. Which one's got to go? I am going to start with Jeremy. Which one has to go from this list?
2: Um, I don't know if you guys are going to like my answer, but it's Trevor Lawrence. Really? I, and I, I tried to look, because to me, that's like my, my, best, uh, my best thing that I could come up with as a reason to get rid of any of them. Um, and that's just, I've seen it. I guess from these other three in the NFL now, again, short-term stints. Um, but I haven't seen Trevor Lawrence, uh, without, you know, Dabo and playing in the ACC. So I, I lean Trevor just cause if I was starting a uh, franchise today, that's where I'd go.
1: Okay. I have a question for you. So last year, you're the Cincinnati Bengals and Trevor Lawrence is draft eligible. Are you taking Trevor Lawrence or Joe Burrow? <laughs>
0: He just—he oh, knew the question before it was even asked. He knew it. <laughs>
2: I did. My palms went right to my face. Yep. Um. I think I would have went Joe Burrow. That might be the
0: wrong answer, but
2: okay.
1: Josh, let's in move it. on to you. Which one's got to go?
0: I actually agree with Becker. I think that being able to see him have success in the NFL is huge. I mean you you see guys that were crazy successful in college that it didn't necessarily train. And obviously Trevor Lawrence and his skill set and everything is very very likely to translate, but it certainly is not 100%. And so would I love him on my squad absolutely. I'd tank for Trevor all day for the Vikings, but okay. Okay. I,
1: <laughs> it's not happening. The Jets are the obviously, obviously football. it's not
0: happening. The Jets have got that locked and loaded, but um Herbert obviously looks like he's phenomenal Joe Burrow looks like he's doing great and Kyler obviously we just saw on Sunday night football is phenomenal so I haven't seen it from Trevor in the NFL so I'm going Trevor Lawrence
1: all right Bradley please tell me you are not in the same boat which one's got to go I this one hurts there's
3: I'm if I'm a GM and I get one of these guys handed to me I'm saying absolutely like let's let's do this uh for me there's one person that's automatically safe. It's Kyler Murray. I think we can all agree on that. Yep. If I had to say a second one that was safe for me, it'd be Trevor Lawrence. And, I, and that's obviously where we disagree a little bit. Um, I'm gonna switch it up a little bit and Don't I'm gonna say going Joe to Do not say buy, Joe Burrow. I, I'm gonna get rid of Joe Burrow. Oh my and,
1: gosh, that's
3: and that's and insane. It it might be. It might it might be. Um, but I'll tell you why. And and that's because I think his his game script right now is just really beneficial to him. He's playing on a team that doesn't expect to win. Uh, They're letting them just throw the ball 50 times, and that's not how you win uh, in the NFL. You need that balance, and they don't have a balance right now. Uh, So when they're playing meaningful games, when they need to win games, I don't know if he's going to be able to do it. I hope he can. Like I said, that's not a knock on him. Uh, Justin Herbert has really caught my attention, and I I might be a bandwagon on him, but he just makes every throw look so easy. And And I can't say the same about Joe Burrow.
1: Oh, my – what are we doing here, people? Brady's is
2: Justin Herbert for sure.
1: (laughs) Okay, Kyler Murray. It's Justin Herbert that's got to go. We've seen it. You guys talk about how we haven't seen Trevor Lawrence in the NFL. We've seen Justin Herbert do it for five games. Baker Mayfield was great in his rookie year.
0: Trevor Lawrence.
1: Oh, my – okay, Trevor Lawrence.
0: You're
3: throwing shade at Baker Mayfield after he just threw five touchdowns.
1: Okay, by the way, I that. I will take credit for Baker Mayfield having a good game cuz I sent the screenshot of him going over 5 with 0 <laughs> yards <laughs> and then he went that is true. 16 straight Texas 16 straight passes and oh gosh. For me, it's Justin Herbert because we got to wait until people have film on him more. It, obviously, nobody has film on Trevor Lawrence yet, but I, the Jets are going How much be, how much more film Trevor can Lawrence. they
3: have on uh Joe Burrow than they do on Justin Herbert,
1: and Joe Burrow is better than Justin Herbert. I mean, I don't, I don't know. If Wait, like like we said, this reality. is not, not an easy not, decision right now. I don't. To me, it is. I think I, Joe Burrow looks really, really, really good. But, anyways, like like we said, if you're a GM and you have one of these four quarterbacks, you're stoked. You're going to be a GM for a while if you make some smart decisions.
2: Is there? anything that could happen outside of injuries uh, this year in the college football season that would ever make you put like uh Justin Fields or something ahead of Trevor Lawrence. Not, not nope. for me. Yeah.
1: Trevor Lawrence is locked and loaded first overall pick. If he's yeah. not, the jets need to go home.
2: Jets hey, are going to jet. If, if Adam if, Gase is still there, I was going to
3: say, yeah. if Adam Gase is still there, <laughs> Adam
1: <Gase> is there <laughs> they're going to pick no a fullback way. or something. Oh gosh. Yeah, I no. So for me, it's Justin Herbert, Jeremy and Josh, it's Trevor Lawrence and Bradley, it's Joe Burrow.
0: This has gotta be one of the first times that we've had three different answers. I feel I like agree. typically we've either had all resounding the same answer or two. So good question then, Brady. Appreciate it. All right, so that wraps up this episode of Fourth and a Mile. Thank you guys so much for joining us. Go deep and we'll see you next time.